Good morning. Welcome into Big Talk, college sports with a Midwest perspective, blue collar and blue blood. I'm Dalton Shetler alongside my co-host there, Sam Sprunger. Sam, how are we doing? It is, uh, it's Friday. It's the weekend. Uh, the Super Bowl's coming up. I've got my, my, uh, menu all planned out. I went, uh, went shopping, uh, yesterday with my youngest and we got all the, uh, the goodies for Sunday's game. So let's maybe let's start here because we do have big 10 basketball and everything else to get to, but I'm not going to lie. It has totally escaped me at this point that the Super Bowl is Sunday just because of everything going on with Big Ten basketball. And I'm in my own myopic little world. Um, So for somebody who will get to hang out and watch the Super Bowl, what is on the menu? Well, I'm trying some various things. I I saw something uh, a little real that was amazing. I love Red Lobster's Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Uh huh. And there was a thing where you uh, put it into a uh, waffle maker and it makes cheddar bay biscuit waffles. Well, oh. then what I'm going to do is smoke some brats and put some uh, jalapenos and fresh shredded cheese and some green onions and smoke those and then slice them up into coins and put those on top of it. Oh, I'm really looking. And I've got dino nuggets, those were essential. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know some pizza rolls and some some other things i'm gonna make some tortilla uh cinnamon roll type things uh, oh man you know, I'm, I'm i'm going all out buddy i was gonna say you're being creative though it's not just good food it's creative <laughs> options i like yeah. this well, I, they're not my idea i got them from other people but i'm willing to try it yeah this is this is still going to be a bit of a unique uh unique menu i'm, I'm for sure that. yeah I'm, I'm excited i you like to be. eat I like to eat. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Who who doesn't? But uh, yeah, Super Bowl Sunday comes up. I tell you what, too. Uh, later on, we could we could talk about and visit with uh, the Big Ten players that are going to be in Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have that list somewhere that I think was actually sent out by the Big Ten Network. Um, but as we mentioned, Big Ten basketball is really revved up and going since we last talked. Uh, Purdue went to Madison, Wisconsin, held on with the victory and what was a really good game yes, it between was. the two teams. Purdue hangs on, gets the win, uh, so that knocked Wisconsin back. And then later this week, Wisconsin uh, stubbed its toe really bad. I going think it to cut Michigan. its toe right off. Yeah, like it, it was unbelievable to watch where Wisconsin went to Ann Arbor and lost to Michigan on the road. I don't understand how that happened. I honestly, yeah. I mean, because don't get me wrong. I mean, anybody can beat anybody that, you know, silly cliche that, but it's actually true, but you just didn't see somebody like, uh, Wisconsin going in and losing now Northwestern losing to Chicago state. Yeah. That's unlikely too, but like Wisconsin, like they're a top 10 team. They're going into, into Michigan Ann Arbor should win. Maybe not easily going away but it should win comfortably ish and oh good lord Woo. and michigan's a program where vibes have been off this year yeah. so like usually the underdogs that have problems that's not <laughs> usually the team that gets an upset like that but right. they beat wisconsin and now you take a look at the big 10 uh, men's basketball standings at the top purdue sits at 10 and 2 illinois now in second place at 8 and 3 wisconsin a half game back from Illinois at eight and four and to round out the top four and who would be getting the double buy in the big 10 tourney. If we ended right now, Northwestern at seven and five, which what an incredible 
top four, that is. Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin, Northwestern. Uh, Just like in, we planned it. Yeah, and, and Minnesota's <laughs> in fifth place. So the Big Ten West gets its revenge um, as the top five in Big Ten basketball <laughs> here at this point. Um, yeah, but Iowa still doesn't have an offense, even in basketball. So. <laughs> and usually they do. That's the craziest part of all. Right. <laughs> um, but I, 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 looking at that and seeing Wisconsin stub its toe that way, now Wisconsin's two games back from Purdue. Now they do meet again. So if you're a Badger fan who's hopeful about Big Ten prospects for, for a regular season championship, you've got to beat Purdue and you got to hope Purdue gets tripped up by somebody else while you continue to win all your games. And let's say you've also got to go into Mackey and beat Purdue. Correct. It's, it, I mean, that is a huge step. But it, a lot of people are like, oh, well, they can be. It's it's Purdue. You still have to go into their place. They went into yours and beat you. Mm-hmm. And now you've got to go do. And that is a tall order. It doesn't happen that often. So those teams have eight games left mm-hmm. in the regular season. Um, yeah, and being back to that's that's a tough spot for Wisconsin now. Meanwhile, Illinois, this is the one that intrigues me being one and a half games back. Illinois at eight and three, they still have nine games to go. Mm-hmm. And excuse me, Purdue still has to make the trip to Champaign. Oh, was that a pause? Okay, see, you're you're, you're playing with with your mouth because of I your, know your lovely I, breakfast. I was but. finishing eating right before we started, <laughs> and I I hit a pause, and I was like, "Sam, please!" It was like okay. a, a no, no, I was I, reaching out in desperation. Please take it. I, I need wanted to, stop. to make sure. Well, going, here's the thing: going to Champagne is is difficult. I I don't doubt that. But in years past, when it comes to at least Purdue, they've had better t- better times in Champagne than they have in Madison. So honestly. Yep. While Champagne is intimidating, and maybe this is just me be having a bravado that's like, well, we're Purdue, we went into Madison, and want, it doesn't worry me as much. That doesn't mean I'm not worried mm-hmm. about going into Champagne, but we've had better, or they've had better success in Champagne in the past years than going into Madison. Well, and if I can analyze it from the neutral spot, like I wouldn't tell you as a Purdue fan to be overly worried. Uh, because right. I, I think Purdue has the best team in the Big Ten, and I'm, I think Illinois, Illinois might be able to rival it in talent, might be able to. But I think the way Purdue plays and the way it flows, I think yeah. it's it's just a step above. So I, I necessarily wouldn't say you should be overly worried, but just examining the pitfalls that may still exist on the Purdue schedule. That's one where Purdue's got to go to Champaign and take on Illinois. But Illinois has an interesting game this weekend. They go to the Breslin Center tomorrow uh, to take on Michigan State. That game is at 2 o'clock, I believe. Yes, I just pulled it up. 2 o'clock. And this one's interesting because you got a Michigan State team that's wounded. They just came back from a rough loss in Minneapolis, which we can dissect that game yeah. too in, in a little bit. They lost that one 59-56. But you got a you got a wounded Michigan State team that is in search still of a win like this. I mean, they beat Baylor earlier in the year. They beat Indiana State. Those are the two wins over NCAA tournament teams Michigan State has. It would it, it has feelings or inklings that Michigan State, um, aside of rhyme, reason, rationale, logic of examining teams, 
sometimes they get wins like this. It just has that feeling, and I think that makes things a little bit scary for Illinois coming. Well, let's think about what we what you just said. Uh, Michigan State was at the time was playing like hot garbage when they played Baylor, and they housed Baylor. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. housed Baylor. So to me, the, the it doesn't it, honestly it doesn't matter what in the world they've done in the past. It's what can they can play with Illinois and it helps that it's at home. So that's going to be something that they can, they can pull off of too, pull off that energy that the, that the crowd gives them, but you just don't know yep. with Michigan state. That is the issue. Now as a Purdue fan, I'm rooting for the Spartans wholeheartedly go, go green, you know, but uh, you know, it, you just don't know, especially with this year, you know, losing to James Madison. James Madison's good. Don't take anything away from that. But they lose to James James Madison. They beat Baylor. They lose to Minnesota. They beat. They, they're 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 a roller coaster this year, Dalton. Yeah, and I mean, we talk about the Minnesota loss, fifty nine fifty six. It just we we talked last week with Mike DeCourcy. We had him here on the show, and he made the statement that it, it's like Michigan State is playing four on five on offense a lot of times. I mean, when when the Spartans get into the half court, and there is a hole of production that's just not really filled, and a lot of times it's Tyson Walker go make a play, and Walker makes a lot of those plays to his credit, to the team's credit. Um, but in that Minnesota game, you saw him go down hurt. And immediately that lead dissipated, like it just gone. It just yeah. in a snap of fingers. Um, those are the things that are really worrisome because let's be honest, you hold a big 10 team to 59 points. You should, you should win the game. Like yeah. Michigan state defensively, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a major issue because you're holding teams. How many games have they played? 25 games. I, th um, I think around that. Yeah. I think 25 games. And if, uh, we'll look just so I can make sure. 23, yeah, tw 23. 23. Thank you. 23 games. So 23 games they've played. Um, 13 of them, they've held an opponent to under 65 points. Like uh, more than half of their games, the opponents aren't even getting to 65 points. Now, the problem I would say is when opponents do hit 65 points, Michigan State's record is two and eight. Like uh, we talked with Mike DeCourcy and he kind of laid out the options in front of Michigan State fans and said, look, the way you kind of see it, there's three options. You can either uh, go small, where you would move Malik to the five and maybe put Cohen Carr at the four. Uh, you would maybe uh, continue to, to just push on as as is right now and believe defensively that you can just kind of bludgeon everybody to death. Um, or you can kind of, mix things up there with the half court or or maybe better yet get get running and get the transition game acclimated in some aspect but I, I or again you just stay as is and continue to try and beat teams with defense but it's really interesting to see and of course Tom Izzo would know best with this team what the best of the options is but interested to see what they decide to do yeah it <clears throat> excuse me it's or it's, excuse me the third option it was escaping me for a moment um go young Go Booker, Kohler, yeah. Kohler still coming back from that injury. That was the third one that DeCourcy said. But as DeCourcy said, at this point, it's obviously that option's taken off the table or else that would have been played out by now. Yeah, and and we all know that, that Tom Izzo does Tom Izzo. He's not going to take anybody's suggestion, basically. Correct. It's it's him. It's his decision. 
And 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 it's obvious to me that he's decided we're going to ride this out and try to let it iron itself out. Come March, we're going to have it ironed out, and maybe we're making a Sweet 16 run. Uh, the problem is, is if you have too many hiccups, you might not make it there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not. I'm not saying that they're in danger necessarily, but they're still anywhere from a 10 to an 11, maybe even a play-in, an opening round game. You screw around too much more, and you don't iron yourself out at the end of the basketball season, a regular season. You might not make it to March, so that is a big concern. And they are the team that's on that fringe that might not get them in. They might mm-hmm. have their bubble burst, and I would hate to think that. You know, and and it's funny because that's been uh, ongoing conversation that I've been hearing a lot lately. And the more and more I look at it, the more I see it, feel it. I think this team's going to get into the tournament and I'm not insinuating or saying that you were insinuating they don't, but no. you're just talking about the possibility that there's a door open there. But if you look at the the remaining schedule here, Sam, uh, we talked about hosting Illinois tomorrow. That's going to be a tough one, obviously. Then it's at Penn state at Michigan home against Iowa home against the struggling Ohio state team. Then you hit a real rough patch. You go to Purdue and then you host Northwestern, and then you finish the year at Indiana. Like, there's a stretch there of games that are winnable, should be winnable, um, even if Michigan State's not its full potential and playing its full ceiling. Like, I I think that's a very real thing to, to say. Like, Michigan State's got enough talent. They should be able to win those games. And if you win the bulk of those games that you should, you're going to be in. Now that doesn't mean they don't trip, but I'm just saying, like, if you look at that remaining schedule, go ahead. Sam. I'm looking. I'm looking at the what you just went through about eleven and a half and eight and a half because I don't know which way they I go against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they've still got maybe five full wins, maybe a sixth win if they can pull off the one against Northwestern. They're not all given though. Just to pause you for a moment, Northwestern in the Breslin Center has been troublesome for Michigan State. Like, right. Boo Booey is like, he's going to have his own spot in that building <laughs> by the time he actually does leave. Um, so I, I don't know. That's a tough one for, for And him. that's what I'm getting at is yeah. that is one of those that, but, but you also, when it comes to Northwestern, sometimes they lay eggs in certain situations. Yep. So, and, and, and we just talked, you know, Michigan State, you don't know which team's coming up. So if you get the team that played Baylor, Northwestern's in trouble. Mm-hmm. If you get the team that played Minnesota, Michigan State's in trouble. So that's where that eight and a, that eleven and a half wins. Yep. I don't know which way to go with the others. You should, you know, I'm 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 assuming, and and it's never it's never safe to assume. But right. I'm just saying they lose to Illinois, they lose to Purdue, and uh, I forget which other one there was a third Northwestern. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it was. Is the okay. two and a half? Like I. I, I yeah that's it yeah that was the okay. the tune up and so they should have an eleven or twelve win Big Ten season that should be enough to get them in the tournament and, and that's that's how I'm kind of looking at it now look I mean we just saw this Michigan State team go to Minnesota where they probably should have beaten Minnesota and that's no disrespect to Minnesota Not which by the way if we flip prisms on this uh, Ben Johnson. We should start talking about coach of the year potential for for the Big Ten Conference and what he's doing at Minnesota. But staying with Michigan State for a moment, so that obviously, like you, you playing the wins losses game is always a, a bit juvenile and silly. No, no, I get that. Yeah, but if if we're examining postseason potential, like 
the odds of Michigan State being in versus being out, I guess maybe that's the best way to say it is it's much higher go. they're going to be in than they're going to be out when you look at the schedule and they just play just play ball. They should be able to 25. Yeah, like that it should be able to handle itself pretty right. pretty fine given that. But okay, so let's go ahead and switch to Minnesota because they yeah. hold Michigan State to 56 points. If we just switch perspective on this game and breaking it down for Minneapolis. And now Minnesota, if we take a look at the the Big 10 men's basketball standings, the Gophers are in fifth place of the Big 10 conference. Just like we planned, I tell you. <laughs> right. Well, and <laughs> We've talked about this before. I mean, everybody uses different formulas to evaluate maybe coach of the year, some of those awards. But if the season ended right now, Ben Johnson would be my coach of the year in the Big Ten Conference. He would definitely be at the top. I mean, yeah, and, and having talked to Mike DeCourcy last week, he said Greg Gard gets it if they can win a share. Yep. Of the and or, and fair. You know, that's a great, great, and, and, that's, and that's a fair assumption. But yep. you know what? That's getting further and further away now. Yes. So who is it? Is is it Collins? Eh, honestly, I would consider him probably more than Greg Gard now at yep. this point. But at the same time, what was your expectation from Minnesota? It wasn't fifth place, almost over halfway through the season, was it? It was never a thought in my mind. I'm trying to think, uh, boy, there's actually Especially a preseason after losing poll. battle. I'm going to pull up a preseason poll. I think Minnesota might have legitimately been in last place in the preseason poll. Let me look. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that because last year they showed glimmers or you know, glimmers of hope, but they also lost battle to to Ohio State, you know? Yeah. He, he left their best player left and went <laughs> to Ohio State. And now Ohio State, by the way, sits in tied for last place in the Big Ten Conference. Do you think Jamison Battle's looking up at the standings and he's like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Is it me? Is it me? Yeah, right. Because I watched that game against IU and I thought there is no way Ohio State. I thought it. I didn't say it out loud because I know how it happens. But I'm like, there's no way Ohio State loses this game, do they? And then all of a sudden, IU just kept chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. And I'm like, I'll be darned. They're going to lose this game. <laughs> Jeez. It, and the, the attempt that uh, uh, Thornton had at the end, it was online. It was online. It just hit short. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it was. No. Nope. It was. It, but, but yeah, right now, I'm looking at, at Minnesota's schedule right now. They have five winnable games. And they could jump in there and maybe trip up Nebraska at Nebraska, which is another team we need to talk about as well. Um, yeah. They've got Penn State at home. They've got IU at home. Now they've got to go to Northwestern. They've got to go to Purdue. But they've got Iowa. Like, they've got to go to Illinois as well. So those are three real hard games for them to, to, to get. But if they get one of those three, oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Well, and I, I pulled up the preseason poll, so – we were right. Minnesota was picked dead last for this year. They were picked 14 out of 14. Then absolutely, if they finish where they're at now, Ben Johnson should be the coach of the year. Should be. I'm with you. To go from last to top five, that's worthy. Um, mm -hmm. Penn State was preseason picked 13th. Nebraska was 12th, which kind of brings up the question of Fred Hoiberg, too, and his prospects for the award. And They still have to it, win he's probably on the road. Deserving. They have to win on the right, road. They fair. can't do it. 
And I would say Fred's a, a pretty worthy candidate, but I sure. mean, again, Ben Johnson, if we're talking about, I'd probably lean Ben Johnson here. Um, Michigan was preseason picked 11th. Rutgers was preseason picked 10th. Um, Iowa preseason picked 9th. Here's where we get to a couple of the, the more interesting ones. Northwestern was preseason picked 8th. Um, Ohio State preseason picked 7th. Indiana was 6th. Wisconsin was 5th. Illinois fourth, Maryland third, Michigan State second, and of course Purdue first. Okay, so does that information change? Uh, my question is, which team is underachieving more than underachieving more? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, Maryland who should have be should be sitting third, but they're at thirteen and ten overall. Is it Michigan State who should have been number two or you know was predicted number two, but they're they're kind of waffling back and forth between sixth and eighth? You know? Well, let me um I know this is the least uh sexy answer possible, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment on that one just because Northwestern at fourth in the Big Ten is sitting at seven and five, right? Yeah. Uh Maryland sitting in right now eleventh place in the Big Ten is five and seven. Like right. it's a two game difference between fourth and eleventh. So until some of that kind of makes itself a little bit more clear, I'll reserve judgment because that's that's unbelievably thin. The the margin between a double buy where you'd start on Friday in Minneapolis, or if you're playing on opening night, it's just two games. Well, and and if you look at it, I guess honestly, I would almost say Ohio State. If I had to, if I had mm. to give an answer this minute, because we both thought that Ohio State might be able to slip into that top four, maybe and push, maybe, and they're just not doing what they're capable of doing, or at least that we think they're capable of doing. Yeah, no, I I would agree, and they've lost five in a row now. That's the the biggest losing streak that exists in the Big Ten at the moment, um, and and they're one of the the teams. So, like we mentioned, Maryland's at 11th at 5 and 7. Rutgers is 12th at 4 and 7. So, they still are a game um, just not having played as much as Maryland and, and most of the rest of the Big Ten Conference at this point. But Ohio State and Michigan are sitting at the very bottom at 3 and 9. Um, so, for Ohio State to definitively be at the bottom right now, I, I would say it's, it's a pretty good point. But I tell you what else is interesting here is Ohio State still has yet to win a road game, not just in the Big Ten, but for the entire season. Right. I mean, we, the Buckeyes we, we talk, leave a shot and they don't win. Yeah. We talk about, about Nebraska, you know, at, you know, one in seven on the road, but oh, for in the Big Ten. Yeah. Ohio State's sitting at oh, for period. Yep. Period. They haven't left the state of Ohio or their, their house and won anywhere. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's, it's mind boggling in that aspect. Now, don't get me wrong. They've got neutral site wins, but those are not road games. Those are neutral sites. Nobody's the home team, but goodness gracious. Um, I don't, I don't understand it to either because like you sit there and look at their roster and you go, oh yeah, they're going to, they, they should be a, a decent basketball team. And mm -hmm. they just are, they're doing everything to disprove everybody wrong. Yeah. And or and I tell you what's interesting everybody. too, because yeah. we 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 look at the home road records of, of Big Ten play, and you brought up Nebraska being 0 and 7 on the road, but a perfect six and zero at the bank in Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, it's absolutely as as polar as it gets. 
uh, for Nebraska when they're they're playing at home or when they're on the road. Northwestern still undefeated at home in Big Ten play. A big part of the reason why they beat Nebraska earlier this week in what was actually a pretty Great anticipated game. matchup. Yeah, Boo Booey, Kase Tominaga. This had all the excitement power you could look Rick forward Mast. to. What yes. a great name. <laughs> um, but Northwestern gets the win, and that's what catapulted Northwestern into fourth place right now in the Big Ten Conference. Um, but it, it's interesting because, again, we talk about Nebraska still continues to struggle on the road, but uh, Northwestern deserves a lot of credit for for hanging on and, and getting that win. Yeah, they absolutely do it. And you know what? They've got players. It's not just boo booey. They've got players that can hit shots, it, and and they're not necessarily going to take over the game, but like they're going to hit shots when they need it. And boo booey knows when to get it to them. He knows how to distribute it as well as go and take it to and score. Now, I uh, I saw an interesting graphic, and you know how Colin, Chris Collins got booted by you know against Purdue. There, are you mm -hmm. looking at me, or are you having trouble with your contact? My contact is struggling. <laughs> I'm going through it today, Sam. Just just ignore me. Continue. Yep. Okay, fair enough. So <laughs> so uh, I looked. I saw an interesting graphic about you know teams that uh, you know their free throw production on the road and at home. Purdue has the most attempts at home, and the third most attempts on the road like overall so you take all 28 mm -hmm. you know each team home and away purdue is first and third with their home and then they're away with illinois in the middle at home okay North, northwestern is dead last on the road and third from last at home that's where the discrepancy comes now it's not necessarily that big of a discrepancy that you're talking about all the time, you know, with that Northwestern Purdue game the other night. At right. Maybe. Right. But sometimes anomalies do happen. So maybe it was just Purdue was hitting right and Northwestern was not hitting right, you know, and getting their getting their trips to the to the free throw line. But uh goodness gracious, I love Boo Booey. I think he I think he's second in the conference as player of the year. I, I mm -hmm. really like what he does. The fact that they lost their top defender, Chase Audige, to the draft, and they're still in the top five in the conference says a lot about Boo Booey and, and his supporting cast, but he is the man there. So I really like Northwestern. I really like what they've got going on, and I think they could make a little push maybe to the Sweet 16 if they get the right draw. No, I'm, I'm completely with you. And look, how many times have we seen backcourts carry teams in March? Yeah. And you and, get Ty Berry, Boo Booey. Like, they get hot with the, the jump shots. Like, they, they did Mackey. They almost upset a Mackey team. Imagine that game in March where Boo yeah. Booey and Ty Berry are just going off. It can propel you to beat the best of the best in the country yeah. Yeah. um so i'm with you i, I think it's a, a real possibility that northwestern can get hot and make a run um which how crazy would that be if northwestern uh gets to the sweet 16 but talking about some of those teams that have maybe history stacked against it nebraska we've talked about on this show before is the only big 10 team left that has yet to get a tournament win and this year, given Kase Tominaga, given Rink Mass, given that squad, they're they're a group that could get hot, and that, that not only maybe pick up a win, but maybe they can get to a second weekend as well. Well, and and then what they've got going for them is they play at neutral sites. They don't they don't play 
you know true road games uh at, at, on uh on the tournament so if they can get into the tournament the the one problem they've got to make sure is they stay perfect at home because if they don't they're kind of screwed yeah it, I was, they only have i think two more road games i think maybe so three. if if you're curious nebraska's played one game on a neutral site this year uh, they went one and oh, so things look good. Things look good on a neutral court. It's just so you're not... saying their final four team is what you're saying. <laughs> you're right. Maybe winning it all. I might just yeah. go ahead and it's all neutral. <laughs> Kase Tominaga hey. wins the NCAA championship. Uh, merchandise is going to go crazy. Hey, you, you picked Nebraska last year to win the West. So why not? Oh, in football, win the, win the title. Wow. I, that was, that <laughs> made like so long ago. Yeah, I, I've pushed it out of my memory. That may exist as my worst prediction of all time. Yeah, um, you'll, you'll make much worse fire. going. <laughs> as we sit now, how's that? Um, but uh, if we take a look at the rest of the weekend real quick on the men's side, because the women yeah. have some really exciting uh, stuff going on in their league sure uh, that we, we can get to as well. If we take a look at the rest of what's happening in Big Ten men's basketball for the weekend, if my computer loads, we talked about uh, Michigan State hosting Illinois. That's a big one at 2 o'clock. Outside of that, you have Purdue and Indiana. This one from Mackey Arena, that's an 8 o'clock tip. That one's interesting because of the rivalry. Um, and you never know really what happens in rivalries, but, I mean, Purdue should end up with another win there. I think what's interesting about that, and I've seen both sides of the coin, there are a lot of people calling for Mike Woodson's job if they mm -hmm. don't turn something around. But then I've also seen, why in the world would you give Archie Miller four years and zero NCAA tournament bid, bids but want to get rid of Mike Woodson after three years and two? tournament bids, yeah you know so i i honestly i think you should give a guy four years anyways because that's a full cycle of his recruiting but goodness gracious i i don't know what's going on in bloomington don't get me wrong as a fan i yay but as as like what is going on there they have so much talent coming in like they've had in the past i i forget how many years they've had five five star recruits coming in and pretty much nothing to show for it yeah i don't get it no and, and i don't really either it's it's not gelling and clicking the way mm -hmm. you, you would expect it to because there are pieces there and it's just not quite working um right. i i don't really know i'm i'm fascinated to see <laughs> how that all kind of transpires moving forward too because indiana is such a weird case study i mean we talk about being nationally relevant and i mean really in the topic of a blue blood back in the bob knight days the 70s 80s sure. what they did and then the the drop off since um and trying There's to five stars on the back of their trunks for a reason there yeah dalton you know they've they all the time they've got five national championships that's a bunch of titles but yep. the last one in 87 that's a yep. long time you know that was what 10 years before you were even thought of so i mean and 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 I mean, you talk about the the national titles last one being eighty seven. How about just Big Ten titles? The last Big Ten title is what twenty sixteen, and they haven't been close for the last right. eight years. I mean, Tom Crean got them in sixteen and thirteen, mm -hmm. but I mean, we're we're talking about not nationally like competing for for the best, but uh, right now Indiana year after year is not competing for the best in their own conference, and right. that is something. If if 
if you traveled back in time 30 years ago and you told an Indiana fan, hey, in 30 years, you guys are going to consistently be like middle of the pack to bottom of the Big Ten, finishing behind Northwestern. Nebraska will be in the league and they'll be better than you. Um, <laughs> like, I, I think that would be a hard pill to, to swallow and even imagine. Well, um, just, just saying you're going to go eight years without a Big Ten title. Yeah. People would lose their ever loving minds. And and again, like not even just without a Big Ten title, but not even competing for it. Right. It's 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 pretty bewildering. Um, so I, I just think that's such a unique case study in general. Um, so and I I really don't know what the answers are, but it is just it's a fascinating thing to to kind of observe. Uh, that that program and how they kind of go through these these waters. Um, other games, real quick. At noon, it'll be Wisconsin going to Rutgers tomorrow. Uh, Wisconsin, That's a tough one. <laughs> Wisconsin's trying to snap a three-game losing streak. I mean, they they really got to find their footing again, mm. and uh, they go into the the trapezoid of terror and uh, have to <laughs> have to pick up a win against the Scarlet Knights. Um, Maryland goes to Ohio State. That's four o'clock tomorrow. Michigan goes to Nebraska at six thirty. And that's a home game for Nebraska, so the Huskers win. Um, <laughs> Sunday <laughs> for Big Ten men's basketball, Penn State goes to Northwestern at 1. Minnesota will go to Iowa at 3 o'clock. So that's the the weekend on tap for Big Ten men's basketball. Hey, you could go see uh, Penn State and Northwestern play for 10 bucks if you wanted. <laughs> I might do that. That's actually not a bad idea. It's not a bad game after uh -oh. seeing what Penn State did it at at assembly hall and they're playing pretty decently uh you know then you know you of course you've got northwestern who's capable of being jekyll and hyde at the at the well shrine arena you know when they lose to chicago state but beat everybody else right <laughs> so uh but yeah good game there let's uh let's real quick real quick yeah, sure. three, uh, uh, nebraska has three road games remaining uh this big 10 season at iu on the 21st of february at ohio state on the 29th of february and then to finish the season at uh at, in ann arbor against michigan on the 10th those are three winnable road games they just need to do it yeah that's the big no. thing for them they need to do that yep I, i'm 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 with you completely and uh we'll see if they're able to to get that um, if we segue over to women's basketball for a moment, I'm looking back because this week has been a wild one in Big Ten women's basketball and trying to remember just everything that took place. Let's start with the weekend. Um, Michigan defeats yes. Penn State 80 to 75 and a red hot Nittany Lions squad drops one. Um, and Michigan gets a, a much needed win. But that was one on Saturday that you're like, oh, my goodness. Um, and, and it really catapulted Michigan State into fourth place on the women's side. We'll talk about the Spartans and that whole situation as we progress through the week in a little bit. But that wasn't even the most Excuse surprising me. game from that weekend because it won't stop. ESPN commercial, if you heard that. Sorry about that. We'll, we'll cut that off. Um, but I Rutgers... Oh, okay. So it's just me. I'm glad I stopped the show for that. Um, so Rutgers went to Lincoln, Nebraska and got the win against the Huskers. It's the first Rutgers win for women's basketball this season, 71 to 70. That was easily the most jaw dropping thing that happened this weekend. Oh, hold up. Hold up. You said the first win all season or big 10 the, season. Okay, big ten. Excuse me. I was like, holy crap. They're really bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. 
that's big. That's a, but again, anybody can beat anybody. Well, Nebraska's and, playing well. It, and it's funny. Nebraska is playing well. And it's funny talking um, with some, some different members in the league. And, and the response was they thought Rutgers would get somebody at some point, like even though they were 0-9 at the time or 0-10, I can't quite remember. Um, they were playing hard. I mean, and they were feisty. They were scrappy. They were getting after it. But for the win to come on the road at Nebraska, which is one of the most difficult places to play in the Big Ten in women's basketball, that part was like, you've got to be kidding me. That's the one? I mean, that's yeah, insane. You, you think Minnesota, Purdue, Wisconsin, or Northwestern might be the ones that they they jump up and bite. But, yeah, no, they, they go, into, go into Lincoln and get the win. <laughs> it's incredible. Just incredible. And then on Sunday, uh, number eight, Ohio State held serve, getting a, a win at home over number what 10, a Indiana. Good game, too. Oh, my goodness. 74-69. The Buckeyes get the Ooh. win. Cody McMahon has 20.7 boards again. And uh, now the Hoosiers have two Big Ten losses. Ohio State and Iowa stay with one. Uh, J.C. Sheldon had 25 as well. But, yeah, uh, this is... Uh, we stay. We stated it a while back. We we were trying to figure out who would push Iowa for a Big Ten title if the yep. if anybody would, and we thought it would be IU. And then we mentioned Ohio State, and the more we talked about it, we were more convinced that Ohio State would be the one that's pushing it. And I'll be darned, it's actually happening. There are they are. They've beaten Iowa. That's their win. Like the if minus a trip up in Ann Arbor against Michigan. Ohio State's undefeated. Like they, they, and and you always take a rivalry game of okay, well anything can happen even if you're clearly better. Michigan is not horrid, so for mm -hmm. Ohio State to lose to them is not out of the question, especially the fact that it's a rival. But Ohio State's you you need to watch out. They're number five in the country for a reason, and they're getting better almost. It seems. Yeah. No, I would agree. I think they're definitely ticking up and they they forced indiana in that game into 23 turnovers yes. which was the season high for the hoosiers and that was a big part of the reason why now i do want to mention because let's go ahead and skip forward in the week to last night because last night was incredible in big yes. 10 women's basketball yes, um as as hoopla says um on on twitter or x whatever you want to call it uh, he does a great job covering big 10 women's basketball he said the indiana michigan state women's basketball game last night was cinema and he wasn't wrong if you take a look at the numbers if you miss this one indiana beats michigan state 94 to 91 and in this game indiana shot 67 percent from the floor 50 percent from three 88 percent from the foul line okay Michigan Darn near State, a perfect game. Goodness. Michigan State loses this game shooting 59% from the field, 67% from three, 12 of 18, and went 72% from the line. I mean, that first quarter, the first six minutes, there was no empty possessions. It was unbelievable. Did they have to and replace the nets? Because <laughs> yeah. they were burnt off. I mean, it was Lord. insane. And and at, at the risk of being biased, whatever, this was 
the best game I think we've seen so far in Big Ten women's basketball this year. I mean, this was incredible high-level competition. Came down to the very end. Indiana holds on to get a three-point win. And now you look, if you from the Michigan State vantage point, it's a Spartan team that went to Iowa City in a sold-out Iowa crowd, lost by three on a Caitlin Clark game-winning dagger from just in front of half court. They went to Ohio State, lost by five to what is now a top-five Buckeye team in the country. They go to Indiana and lose just by three. Robin Fraley's got this Michigan State women's basketball team close. I mean, they they went to the top three teams in the Big Ten and lost by a combined 11 points. Well, I mean, you and I talk, talked about this. You and I talked about this last night, actually. Um, does this mark Michigan State as the number four team, the top four team in the conference? And and you said, well, maybe Penn State. You know, it may not work out that way, but it could yep. be. You could say that and have a real legit statement of saying that. Yes. And you said, well, Penn State playing Iowa tonight. Penn State got beat by Iowa, eighteen point loss. I mean, we, we, and we got to talk about that game in a minute too, right? But my my point on that one is, is I think you're looking at Michigan State as the fourth best team in the conference. I really do think that. And what a jump this has to be. I think Robin Frelix, the head runner for coach of the year in the Big Ten. I would agree. Now, <clears throat> the thing I find interesting about it is last year, um, the Big Ten coach of the year was Terry Morin. She won it as Indiana's head coach, and they they yep. won the Big Ten title. Um, so it went to the top team and the top coach. So I'm trying to kind of evaluate if there's maybe a different formula because, like we said, everybody it's it's all subjective, right? Like you right. can. You could make the case on the men's side that Matt Painter should be Big Ten Coach of the Year because they came in with expectations and they sustained it. That's not a bad argument. It's just usually not the winning argument when we have this conversation. Right. And so last year, I thought Shauna Green of Illinois to get the Illini back to the tournament in year one, I thought maybe she should be Big Ten Coach of the Year. And that doesn't mean Terry Morin wasn't deserving. Mm -hmm. My point just was, like, that's usually the formula. We evaluate the biggest jumps up. And if you follow that track, I mean, Michigan State's Robin Fralick has got to be that. I mean, she's she's the winner of that formula. I just don't know if it'll be maybe the the Bluter formula or whatever else. Like, yeah, because Michigan State did not even make an NIT last year. Like they they didn't have postseason play at all last year. They played strong against IU in the in the Big Ten tournament, but they yep. just couldn't pull it out and got beat. Missed out on on postseason period. They're going to play in postseason, and the way it looks is they're going to be your words, God's ears, man. If uh, <laughs> if it's going the way I'm thinking, you're talking. They are at least. I mean, they're the way it's looking is they are going to be the top one of the top four teams in the conference. So they are going to play in the NCAA tournament, and you know what. I wouldn't want to play Michigan State with the way they play some of the best teams in the country, meaning the top three teams in the Big Ten. Iowa and Ohio State are two of the best teams in the country, could be number one seeds. Indiana didn't lose much, but they could they're they're lower, but they were a one seed like mm -hmm. they play hardball against good teams. Well, and and again, all three of those games were on the road. 
for Michigan yeah. State too. Yeah. I mean, and so for these efforts, it's just incredible. They're they're close to breaking through and get one of those. But I do want to make a note too on Indiana. They're still sitting there at nine and two in the Big Ten sure. Conference, and those two losses went to Iowa and to Ohio State. Now later this year, Iowa's got to make the return trip to to Assembly Hall. I mean, Indiana's got it in front of them to to get right back in this race. Excuse me, but my point is Iowa or excuse me, Indiana's had to go on the road to play the best of the best too. I'm curious when they bring somebody to Assembly Hall where they haven't lost a regular season game, Sam, in Assembly Hall in 720 days. I mean, they're wow. they're undefeated this year. Their only loss last year in the building was in the NCAA tournament, tournament in the yeah. second round against Miami. Uh, before that, it, it was in 2022 when Iowa beat them, I think, 96 to 91 or something like that. But it's been 720 days since they've lost a regular season game. Like, they don't drop in Assembly Hall. And, and so for Michigan State to battle them the way they did, A, again, reeks of impressive play and effort from the Spartans we talked about. But also, I'm curious when Iowa makes that trip, that's going to be an intense game in Bloomington. Um, but you, you talked about Ohio State. Well, don't let me get too far ahead of myself. Let's go ahead and do the Penn State-Iowa game from last night, yes. too, because this one was wild. Uh, I was on a plane, so I did not get to see this one. But as I landed, I opened my phone and see number two, Iowa defeats Penn State 111-93. to And Hannah Stolke drops in 47 points and nine rebounds. 47 points. That It's the first time in what, like? I forget how many games I saw on ESPN on the ticker that that Caitlin Clark has not been the leading scorer since last year against Rutgers was the and, last time. and it's the first time in like 30 games that she hasn't been the leading scorer overall <laughs> and she she was 20 points below the leading scorer to this game I mean Stokey went 17 of 20 from the field uh ridiculous just- it was a it was a video game. Like it was it was just flat out dumb what she did. She, like that was crazy. She, she was uh uh NBA jam on fire. Like every time she yeah. took a shot, the net burned off as she went through because it's just ridiculous. 47 points was wow. unbelievable. Yeah. And uh Iowa, Iowa gets another big win over a Penn State team that again, you and I have talked about in the past. This Penn State team is coming for some people. I mean, this is a tough squad with Ashley Owusu being a full strength. And now they, uh, meaning Penn State, Michigan State, and Nebraska are all tied for fourth with the Big Ten standings, all at seven and five in Big Ten play. And what whoa. Wow, what that's a that's a trio of of anything could happen. But honestly, with the way I I haven't seen Nebraska hang with the top three like like Michigan State has, Penn State hasn't. Yep. That's why I think Michigan State is probably your fourth best team in the Big Ten right now. Well, and and a big part of it too, and this is what gets interesting too, is the the women finish a week earlier than the men's. So there's only six games left on the women's side for most of these teams. Like we're really starting, we're hitting the final third of the Big Ten season. Um, And for Michigan State, they got a big one on Sunday. They host number five, Ohio State. Again, we mentioned Michigan State went to Columbus, lost just by five, didn't play their best game. But now they welcome Ohio State to their place. And for the first time, they get one of these these top five, top ten teams at their place. That has not happened this year. Um, And it won't happen again. 
Correct. I, I am I am fascinated to see how this game plays out I, for obvious reasons. But for Michigan State and Ohio State, this game should be an exciting track meet. These are two teams that like to extend the floor. They like to get after it defensively with full court pressure. This should be a fun watch. I can tell you two teams that really hope Michigan State pulls out the W. <laughs> You're right. No it's kidding. Iowa and IU because IU's still got to play Iowa. Iowa needs – they've lost to Ohio State, so they need to get back to that. So, like, Ohio State, it's not going to be easy. But I tell you, if they get the W in at the Breslin, oh, wow, it's going to be going to be trouble. You know, Ohio State yeah. – it's going to be a good game. I'm I'm going to I I doesn't say it's being on anywhere, but I don't know if that means it's on ESPN or or something uh, like on that. On Peacock. But, uh, oh, it is on Peacock. Great. I can watch yep. that. I've got Peacock. Yay. <laughs> uh, but but the <laughs> Ohio State uh, I they they're going to have their hands full and if they come out, that's a big win. That's that's a a good win for them if they can come out uh of of East Lansing with the W. It'd be it'd be the signature win for Michigan State under Robin oh, sure. Frelick here in the first mm-hmm. year. I mean, it, it would be big, and so yeah, that that one will be uh, broadcasted also on radio. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Make sure you you know. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? yeah. What? If if you if if you're in the mood, um, but if we look at the rest of Big Ten women's basketball on that day, number two Iowa goes to Nebraska. That should be a bit of an interesting one. See if Nebraska can hang around after Nebraska's taken a little bit of lumps uh, this past week, as we talked about. But they did get the win over Michigan to respond. Purdue will travel to Indiana. That's on Sunday as well. Penn State will go to Wisconsin on Sunday, and Maryland will go to Illinois. I think the big one from the day is Ohio State, Michigan State. Agreed. Agreed. And it's, uh, it's going to be, I wouldn't, I w- won't mind watching the Iowa Nebraska game either. Uh, honestly, no, no, honestly, I'm not expecting Nebraska to pull it out, but you know, they play a lot better. It appears at home over on the road, they're four and four on mm-hmm. the road, uh, for the season. So they can at least win on the road. Um, but, uh, but my point is, is, you know, they're going to, it's going to be a tougher game for Iowa. It's not just going to be a cakewalk, but that's going to be an interesting one. But the, the Ohio state, Michigan game, and of course it's going to, you know, play right into the big game. Ohio state, so Michigan state. Sorry. That's what I meant. Ohio state, Michigan state. Yeah. That's what I meant. Um, I, I do that to you all the time, don't I? I, I forget the I, state on there. I'm I, I, I have got to call out. that one out. Yeah, I'm, I'm it, so sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I, I would prefer to be called out. Um, but no, that Ohio State-Michigan State game is going to be a good one to watch. And it rolls right into the big game there. So yep. I can prepare all my goodies while watching uh, or listening even. I may listen to the radio. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I was I giving you a hard time. I may get kooky enough and just uh, listen to the radio while I. Well, I prefer to listen to the radio because then I don't have to sit and watch. I can listen and have the story told to me, and you know, I, I hear there's some golden pipes that does uh, uh, that that radio for that uh, for the Spartans. So I don't know if they're golden, but uh, they're pipes. Um, <laughs> But anyway, um, real quick, I mean, you talk about leading into the big game. Um, let's go ahead and and give the the rundown on the Big Ten representatives in Super Bowl 58, shall we? If we take a look, uh, why don't I do this by school? Uh, do you have a chart? What, do you, what did you pull out from back there? 
Oh, oh, it's signed too. A George oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Loftus jersey. Yes. That is pretty legit. Oh yeah, that's he's my, he's my boy. He's my guy. <laughs> I still don't want Kansas City to win, but he's my guy. That's pretty legit. Well, and you'll have a reason to root for San Francisco when I when I run through this here too. Um, okay, but let's start. We'll go alphabetic order. So we'll start Illinois. Um, Illinois has one player playing in Super Bowl Fifty Eight. It's Nick Allegretti uh, playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Indiana has one Hoosier in Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Cam Jones, who will be playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> Iowa has one Hawkeye in Super Bowl 58. Got to be a defense the- player. No, no, come on. Thank <laughs> Iowa. What's the, what's the position? Tight end. Tight end. George Kittle for the San Francisco 49 I forgot about George Kittle. That's what yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Iowa tight ends run the NFL. Yeah, yeah, um, and do. George Kittle <laughs> for the 49ers. That'll give you a reason to root. Um, Maryland, there are no Terrapins in Super Bowl 58. Um, Michigan has four Wolverines in this one. On the San Francisco side, Ronnie Bell, Jake Moody, and Ambry Thomas. Uh, on the Kansas City side, Mike Dana. So that's the four Wolverines okay. in this game. Uh, for Michigan State, there's a Spartan in this one. Long snapper Tabor Pepper for the uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers. He's a, he's always been a fan favorite. Uh, Minnesota, there's no Gophers involved. Uh, Nebraska has Randy Gregory on the San Francisco 49ers. Northwestern, there's no Wildcats in Super Bowl 58. Um, for Ohio State, Two Buckeyes in this one. They're both on the San Francisco 49ers on that defensive line. Nick Bosa and Chase Young. I mean, that is unbelievable. Just frightening. Um, But then Penn State, uh, three Nittany Lions in this game. Jair Brown and Kevin Givens are on the 49ers. Donovan Smith is on the Chiefs. Uh, for Purdue, you have two Boilermakers in this game. We already got the the sneak peek at the George Karloftis jersey. three playing for the forty. Uh, excuse me, for the Chiefs playing for the 49ers, though is Jalen Graham, a Boilermaker as well. Uh, for Rutgers, there's three Scarlet Knights in this game. Impressive. Sebastian Joseph Day and Logan Ryan will be playing for the 49ers. Isaiah Pacheco, of course, the the hardest runner you can find, playing for the Chiefs and Leo Chanel. Uh, the linebacker from Wisconsin is on the chiefs as well. So that's all the, the representatives for the big 10 in super bowl 58. So if you're a fan of any of those schools, it gives you a little extra motivation to, to root for one of those two teams. I hope a guy from Purdue wins. <laughs> that is happen. It's as dad a joke <laughs> as that could possibly be. Well, done. For when I'm, the bulldogs play the bulldogs, I bet the bulldogs yeah. win. Oh my gosh! Yes, I, well, I had overheard the other day at a at a sports bar they were rerunning Purdue Wisconsin men's basketball, and somebody goes, "I'll bet you who wins this one." I'm uh, like, "Oh, you're a dad." There we you? go. <laughs> it's one, so good. So one good. last thing, and we're gonna jump back to to uh, basketball, sure. to men's basketball, to my team. Can we just drop the Zach Eady fouls 45 times a game because? There is visual ev- evidence that he is fouled three times as many times as he gets away with fouls. Okay, just drop it. The rest <laughs> will be refing. Let them ref. You're not wearing stripes. It's fine. It's um, it's it's becoming a bit of an epidemic that's rather interesting. And whether 
he benefits time to time or is the victim many times. Um, I think it just proves a point we talked about in weeks past. Officiating a game with Zach Eady involved seems to be unbelievably challenging for officials. I mean, whether that should be the case or shouldn't be the case, it appears that in, in putting it into practice is a very difficult challenge. Well, and I sent you the picture and you'd said you'd seen it. I mean, the tip on the jump ball, the jump ball, the, uh, and, and what caught my attention is I didn't see it. I didn't even see the picture until the, until I read the, the tweet or whatever, the post that said, I wondered how Wisconsin won the tip. And there's the Wisconsin center grabbing onto Zach Eady's forearm and keeping it down. And somebody said, how dare Zach Eady foul that guy's hand with his forearm. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So let's just, uh, let's just drop that. You know, they're both getting advanced advantages, I guess, if you want to, I mean, everybody gets away with something sometime. It's just, let's just let them play. Yeah. Well, anyways, let's see if they uh, my soapbox, Dalton. They, they can get the win over their rival Hoosiers this they best. They better not lose in <laughs> Mackey to IU. They will be they the most sh- despondent Sam Sprunger on this show. I will just I will stand and stare at a wall for days if that happens. <laughs> All I right, wonder well, where my life choices have taken me. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, close out this week's episode of Big Talk. Uh, Sam, before everybody gets ready to soak up Big Ten basketball and Super Bowl Sunday, uh, if they want to listen back to the show or find us for future episodes, where do they go? Hey, you go to the TikToks, the Instagrams, and the platform formerly known as the Twitter, and uh, you find us at B1G underscore talk. That's B1G, not B-I-G, Dalton, B1G underscore talk. That's those three platforms. Then you go to Facebook. It's B1G Talk, Big Talk. Don't go to all Big Talk, Dalton. Those are fine people there, but that's not us. We are Big Talk. Big. Got it? Okay. And then every week we are streamed on the ASAP network. Every week, Fridays at 9 o'clock or maybe a little bit later, but just depending. And then uh, later that day on the Lounge Media Group, uh, through Lounge Media Group, and uh, every Friday during uh, Bluffton Pirates basketball season, every Friday night on Lounge Media Group Radio. So we've got that going on as well. And uh, if you want to watch the stream and you missed the live stream, you can watch it on Spotify. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, make sure you check us out. And by the way, thank you so much for checking us out today and being with us. Always appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely y'all hanging with us hope you all have a great weekend and for my partner sam sprunger myself dalton shetler so long everybody see ya